more for this. It's your host, Alexis Farber. I'm so excited for today's episode. As always, thank you guys for being patient as we took a little bit of a break for Labor Day weekend, but we're back and this episode was so much fun. This was like a girl's chat. I felt so connected to Amanda during our conversation and I hope that that comes through for you too. So today's guest is Amanda Scott, a TV personality and entrepreneur from HBO Max's reality series, Sweet Life Los Angeles. In addition to being a TV personality, which guys already know how much I love Sweet Life. I watched it last summer. I watched the first seasons when they came out. The show focuses on 20-something Black people in LA who are just trying to make it, trying to figure things out, manage relationships, manage friendships, manage business ventures. And it was just really amazing to watch, especially if you're also in your 20s. So I would go binge it if I were you. But in addition to being on Sweet Life, she's an HBCU alum, a real estate investor, which we actually get into in this episode because I wanted to give the girls some tips and a PR professional. She is passionate about travel and experiences, personal finance, financial literacy, and lifestyle. So she is absolutely amazing at talking about what works for her and sharing amazing tips. And she recently launched a blog. So you guys can go check that out. I will leave it down, linked down below for you to check out her amazing advice. Amanda is so cool. And I'm really happy that we got to meet and connect and share this conversation with you all. So let's get into the episode. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited. Like I said, I watched the show, so I feel like really excited to talk to you guys. Thank you for watching. I miss the show, don't you? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Okay, when when I heard that it wasn't coming back, I was sick. I know, like, it was apparently because of the HBO Max yeah. deal or whatever. and they, You know, mergers, a, acquisitions, and all business. a lot of good shows with that, but, like, I'm still sad. So I know. Can you bring it back? How does that work? We'll see. <laughs> I don't I don't really have the powers, but in my head, I'm like, if there's a will, there's a way, yeah. you know? I think, I think it's a really great show, and I think there's a real need for it, so I hope that yeah. the powers that be will push for us, but we never really know, you I know? I feel like... There's no, like you said, the black experience when yes. you're young, there's not anything out there. Yeah. So. Most of the reality TV shows, they're like older. Mm-hmm. You know, even like Housewives, they're like older women. Yeah. They're very established. We were all a hot ass mess, <laughs> you know? So, just figuring it out. Exactly. So, you don't really see that. So, mm. I miss it. I do. I, the summertime was like our prime. That's when we aired. And yeah. so now that it's a new summer, I'm like, dang. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a new feeling. Well, but it's gonna, okay, though. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. And okay. I'm excited. But I'd love to start off with some rapid fire questions. Okay. I like to do this so that the audience, if they don't know you, they can get a little taste of your personality so okay. they can hear more about you. So are you an astrology girl? I would say intermediate. Intermediate. Budding. <laughs> do you know your big three? Do you know your sun sign? Um, no. Okay, I know. I'm an Aquarius down. Period. Right? I am an Aquarius through and through. The rest, I have to get reminders. Okay. Of. Do okay. you know? I can tell you my information. No, I know. don't. Okay. I don't. Because I was really into it, but then I kind of like fell off yeah. of it a little bit. But Aquarius, yeah. that makes sense. I can I can, I can, can visualize that. I see yes. It. Okay, so what's your hometown and where do you live now? I am born and raised in L.A. Yeah. I also live in L.A., Love it. I'm also very much so an L.A. girl. Yeah. A West Coast girl. Okay, period. I yeah. love that. I I lived there for a couple months. Yeah. I was a fan. Yeah. I How think long? That's where was it summer, winter? Uh, it was summer, and when I like tried to be by coastal for a little bit, and then I had to come back here for my when I was working at my corporate job. But I was there for pretty much every season at least a okay. month. 
And what'd you think? I loved it. Okay, I good. for sure will settle down there, I think. Like I'll be I'll do twenties, maybe thirties in New York, but my boyfriend and I are like we love LA. So. I love that. Yeah. LA gets, you know, mixed reviews. It, it does gets mixed, get reviews. mixed reviews. Yeah. So I love to hear it. When people say they love it, because it's my hometown and mm-hmm. I hold it so near and dear to my heart, literally, like literally. I love it. So when people are like, I hate it, I'm like, don't not too much. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> if you don't know who you are, mm-hmm. of course it's gonna suck, but it's gonna suck everywhere. You know what I mean? It's like you gotta know who you are and, and what like, you're doing confident. and what you're chasing. Exactly. Not just like you know? Oh, I'm in LA. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, literally. Okay, so do you prefer Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. I like that. Instagram, I feel like it's just running through my veins at this point. It's like so natural. Yes. TikTok feels challenging. It is. It feels like I'm the old head trying to be cool a little <laughs> bit. Once you get into it, it becomes like second nature. Yeah. Too. But I still feel like it's constantly changing. Like my for you page is just not the same anymore. So. Yeah. But I will say though, TikTok, that is the best search engine. Oh, yeah. I've learned how to cook on TikTok, life hacks. If I need to get stains out of stuff, like I love TikTok as a search engine, mm-hmm. you know? But as far as putting out content, I'd probably pick Instagram. I like that. I like that. Okay. Sweet or savory? Savory. Same. What's your I love me a snack? good Cinnabon, peach cobbler. Oh my goodness. Um, warm cookie, anything a la mode. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Okay, now I'm getting yes, hungry. Savory. Period. Okay, do you prefer experiences or like physical gifts? Experiences. Yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. Easy. I'd rather do something I've never done before than get, you know, a gift from the store. I like that. For sure. For sure. I'm an experiences girl. I think it's in my Instagram bio, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Wow. I made, I'm made. i good then whenever I made these questions. Yes. Like, what's your favorite vacation you've ever been on? Ooh. Ooh. I have so many. I, okay. You can choose like two or three. Okay. I'm going to do top three. So okay. we went on a family vacation once. I was in, I was maybe like 14 or 15 in Hawaii. Best trip ever. Yeah. My parents... Just let me and my friend do whatever. We were just roaming around Hawaii. Like, we were grown with their credit cards. It was the best. Period. <laughs> it was the best. I'd like to be there. It was the best. Um, I just recently went to Greece on a girl's trip. And it was just so phenomenal. Like, being immersed in a different culture, being so far away from home. We also did the island of Mykonos. So... It was just it was just so beautiful, and I couldn't believe that I was somewhere that I'd learned so much about already. You know, the history is so rich there. Exactly it's on my list for sure. Exactly, yeah. and then I'm gonna probably do all international. I have some great domestic trips too, but I had a blast. I won't I won't even lie. I had a blast in Cartagena in Colombia. I'm going when I'm going uh, in November. Yeah, girl, you're gonna live like Pablo Escobar. Oh, period. Oh my god, it was amazing, and I was I underestimated it. I was like, I don't know, you know, like mm. Mm, whatever, because I have so many other international destinations on my list. I was like, you know, like I'm under I don't have great expectations. You you're going to love it. Good. The okay. food is amazing. The climate. Excellent. Which part are you going to? We're going to all three of the big cities. So. That's yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. You'll love Medellin. Mm-hmm. Medellin is phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. You need to go to this restaurant. It's called Carmen. Carmen. Okay. It's one of the like top restaurants in Latin America. Ooh. Amazing. Okay, Want to tell you amazing? Fantastic. So I did Cartagena and Medellin. Best trip. 
best wow. trip. Half Did you go of, yourself? No. So half was a college. It was actually our five-year college reunion. Um, so it was a bunch of like friends from college. We did Cartagena there. Then it was Bay in Medellin, and it was perfect. Amazing. It was so perfect. Okay, well yeah. now you got me excited, Carmen. Okay, I'm gonna put that on the list. So what I say, Hawaii, Greece, Medellin, honorable mention, Rome. But I need to go to more cities in Italy. Yeah, I think I haven't been to Rome. I went to the Amalfi Coast, and I feel like it was overrated. That's what they say. I wouldn't go. They say it looks pretty, but like realistically, there's like rocks and steps and overcrowded sometimes and racism and just it's just not it no way i mean like yeah i would recommend going to porto in portugal Mm. if you want that vibe vibe okay it's better food better beaches and you don't have to take stairs everywhere yeah i mean so yeah and cheaper so Mm. that's the tea Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I love a travel girly. Okay. Then what is your most important self-care practice? My most important self-care practice is yoga. Ooh. Yeah, I'm a yoga mommy. I've been doing yoga. My friend actually reminded me. She was like, yeah, you took me to my first yoga class. This was in like maybe 2018, 2019. And that just made me feel so special. Oh. Um, but I love yoga. I literally love yoga. It just relaxes like the mind, the body. I've cried during yoga. Mm-hmm. You know, I've met some really great friends. I have a really great friend who's a yoga instructor now. It's just amazing. And there's a really good community in L.A. called Walk Good. And they are really driving just the black yoga space in Los Angeles. And so they have, like, outdoor yoga on Sunday mornings. They're opening a yoga studio. And so I've been really tapped in, especially since COVID. Yeah. I've been really dialed into yoga. I love that. I try to go, like, once, maybe twice a week. I feel like that's something that's been on my list of needing to do. My therapist was like, you need to go to yoga. And I was like, are you a Pilates mommy? No, I'm a weightlifting mommy. Ooh. I like to do, I like to go do like a strength training workout. Oof. You know what you I mean? You need to take me with you. Because it's just like, I feel like the endorphins I get from that are unmatched. But mm. I agree, I've taken yoga when I, multiple times. Like I really like it, but I want to make it consistent, you know? Yeah. Especially because I'm like losing my flexibility as I get older. Yeah, and your strength training too. So like yes. you can stretch those muscles. I gotta do both. Okay, you've got me inspired. Yeah, do yoga. Love it. What's you, what, what do you think is the most overrated self-care practice? Overrated? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. The most overrated self-care practice has to be... I don't know. Let me think. What is... Yeah, feel free. I feel like it's like we all... Like things like we feel like all this pressure to do but don't actually like... Yeah. I'm not really into sound baths. And they have those everywhere in LA. I feel like they're always doing a sound bath. And they try to like mix it in with the yoga. I'll be like, oh, (laughs) I'll get there after. Or I'll, you know. I don't know. If I'm going to meditate... I want silence. I agree. Or I want like ocean sounds. Totally. You know, like I'm channeling my inner vacation. The ding, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Please. I can't. With I'm the sound dead. Like, I can't. That's I'm no dead. shade, no tea. Like, mm. you know, everyone has their thing, but it's a little overrated to me. I agree. I'll do it. Like, I'll take it if it comes with the yoga, but I, I could do without it. I feel you. That wraps up our rapid fire question. That was fun. I, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I got to know you, so I'm excited. So, obviously, you were on a reality TV show. I was. Sweet Life, which, yes. if you guys didn't watch, you gotta watch it. Like, I loved it. I had such a good time. And, like you said, it's about like people 
young in LA trying to make it, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So when I watched, you definitely gave off like the smart about her business, like good friend type of vibes. Do you feel like that was accurately portrayed? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like if anything, the way I came across just my character as a person was presenting on presented on the show, it was accurate. Mm-hmm. I definitely am, I'm an Aquarius, and I'm like a Capricorn Aquarius cusp too, Ooh. and it's like, it's a little no-nonsense, you know, like very focused, very about your business, you know, very about the bag, yeah. all the things, and I feel like it kind of showed on the show, and then I'm an only child too, so I don't play by my friends, mm-hmm. they're my family, they're my sisters, you know, and I feel like that shined through on the show too. I love that. It kind of was a little scary, though, you know, because in your head, you're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm young, I'm fun, I'm, like, you know, light and playful. And on the show, it was like, okay, you're a little serious. Yes. I feel that. <laughs> you're I a little that. serious. Yeah, like, I feel that with even just TikTok sometimes. I'm like, I just want the, like, young, fun, playful, like, side yeah. of me to come out. And the people are like, well, tell me about your MBA application. I'm Literally. Like, that's not fun. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be serious. You it's know? like, that's what I'm known for. Literally. And that's what people expect. Yeah. But I feel like you still, your whole group gave off like fun young vibes yeah. too at the same time. Like it seemed, it was really nice to see, honestly. Yeah. So, we're lit for yeah, sure. For sure. So tell me more about like your friendships and what do you like look for in a friend and like what mm. means the most to you? Yes. That's a really good question. I do feel like my friendships have evolved as of late, just as I'm entering my later 20s. Mm-hmm. We're just all getting older, and we all have, like, our own life circumstances and problems and highs and lows, and so that's kind of affecting my friendships in a, in a positive way. It's not to say, like, you know, I'm losing a bunch of friends, but I'm just seeing my friends differently now. Mm-hmm. They're growing up. I'm growing up. We're kind of growing together. But I would say, for me, a good friend is someone who is consistent, I like that in all people. Like, mm-hmm. if I meet you today and we're, like, you know, talking, we're chilling, we're playful, and then I meet you tomorrow and you're, like, I you know, side-eye or, like, that. you act like you don't know me, just act like you don't know me. Because <laughs> you don't know <laughs> Cause more. Because you don't, <laughs> you know? So I love consistency, and that's in all things, even if we're not friends. Like, if you are mean, just be mean all the time. It's fine, you yeah. know? Like, just be yourself. So I love consistency in a friend. I love a friend who invites me places and that sounds like trivial but I'm the friend who does like okay let's do this let's go here let's hang out this person's having a party let's go to this event and so it feels good when my friends are like hey do you want to go here or like let's grab jinks let's you know go to yoga because I'm always kind of like the initiator just naturally that's just my natural persona so for my friends who do like invite me places and go out of their way to like plan stuff they have a special place in my heart. I like that. And yeah. especially because like, taking that off your plate and stuff, it feels yeah. good. And it's nice to be considered. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then honestly, like, I love my friends the most because they just accept me for who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't have a bunch of, a lot of friends who try to like dim my light or you know tell me about myself all the time and that's not to say that my friends are yes men because they're not yeah but we all just like accept each other for who we are you know like I have some friends who don't like going out I have friends who love going out and it's not like you know we'll joke but it's not like uh you don't want to go out it's you know we accept each other for who we are they all at this point in life like all my friends know me for who I am and I just appreciate that because in this world, there are a lot of people who will try to change who you are, you know? So exactly. I appreciate that the most about my friends. I feel like I've just started, I've just sort of entered my friend group where I 
fully feel like I can be myself. And oh, that's good. a thing where you feel like you're don't you're not even though you have insecurities, they're not thrown back in your face or you feel really like like your cup is being filled up with your yeah. friends. And it's like an underrated form of like even self-care, I yes. feel like, because that connection is so necessary. And so I love that. And also like yes. making sure you like the people around you too, mm-hmm. you know, and accepting them. So Are you like a friend group type of girl or are you like a... I was, I grew up up until, up until maybe this year, I feel like I was like the person who had like a best friend in a bunch of different friend groups, but not one for myself. And now I sort of have like a trio of us that are like, we are really tight. And now that I'm going to business school, I'm like curious where I'll You'll meet so many more. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll see what happens. But I feel like now that I'm like confident in myself, I feel like I can be a better friend. Yeah. I was like younger and in college. If you're not confident, you are the insecure friend mm-hmm. and you're pissing everybody off. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, so, yes. Stuff, yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you found your Thank tribe. You. I appreciate it. It's Everyone really deserves wonderful. a tribe. Exactly, yeah. It's t- life is hard enough, you it know? It really is. So you said you're an only child, which means, so you said you don't play about your friends. How did you become friends with everyone, like, on the show? A lot of my friends are my childhood friends. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of childhood friends. Like, like from we, growing up in yeah, LA? From, yes, exactly. So Ty Lynn and I knew each other from preschool we went to preschool together wow yeah and then we also went to high school together so like you know it's pretty form the most formative years I would say literally and so we're both kind of like friend group type of people and so Brianna and Becky were kind of like her friends that she had met when we got when she got older but one day I remember we it was like BT weekend in LA and she was like okay we're going to brunch she like gathered a bunch of her friends or whatever and I'd met that's when I met Brianna and Rebecca. So that had to be like maybe 2018, maybe 2018. Yeah. And then I just vibed with them. You know, they were cool. We would hang out um, adjacent to Thailand, you know, if she would have stuff. Have stuff. And I just loved them. Yeah. And yeah, and that's kind of how a lot of my friendships or friend groups blossom. It's like mutuals, you know, mm-hmm. a friend of a friend. I love that because just in adulthood, trying to make friends, and I am trying to make adult friends, mm-hmm. it's going lukewarm. <laughs> It's going medium. Yeah, it's going... I feel you. Yeah. yeah, you know? But I like the mutual of it all because you know... You already have, like, a baseline, right? There's already, like, a standard that at least you know this person is meeting because they're already friends with someone that you love and care about mm-hmm. and respect. Yes. So there's, like, a baseline there. So then everything else is, like, extra, you know? Like, exactly. at least I know that you're not crazy, psycho, insane, you 100%. know? 100%. Because making new friends now is like, what if you genuinely, you actually hate me deep down inside? Because how do you know? Because how do you, how do I, I know? I feel you. That's real. So I love a mutual too. I think that's yeah. the best thing to do. Put, and if you want to like make friends, like put a group together and like see how they vibe and then exactly. that works too. So. Sometimes it doesn't. You know, yeah. I have some friends where like, I don't like her and it's like, okay. Okay. That's it's fine. Life. It's mm-hmm. fine. You know, we can we can work it out. Yes, um, but yeah, I love a good mutual friend too. Yes. So yeah, that's how I got to know Brianna and Becky, and then you know, Thailand's my girl. And then it all and then it all happens. So, yeah. what do you do when your friends are like acting up, or when you have like a problem with your friends? How do you navigate like staying friends with someone, but you're also like you're tripping on this situation or you need to get over this guy because we're tired of hearing you talk about him. Like what's, what do you do in those situations? Um, I tend to, I tend to not really go the intervention route Mm. just because I hate when people, I don't want, I never want people to feel like ambushed or that like, 
I, you know, you've been feeling this way for months and like you just come to me. I typically try to tell people like, you know, in the moment or if it's not in the moment, it's like, you know, a couple of days or so after I just be like, so what? It, what is usually I start like with my one friend and her like guy. I'm like, so what's the update? <laughs> like, what are we really doing here? You know, I try to approach it from like a loving way as opposed to just like and you did this and you did this da, 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 you know because I don't want to be anyone's mom like I'm that's not in the business that I'm in but I also don't really like interventions yeah like I don't like like let's sit around and tell and tell this person why they're you know yeah. Sarah why she's doing this you know and a lot of times I will say like I will go to my other friend and just say, like, let's just say there's a trio of us. And I'm like, Sarah is like, I don't like what she said to me. I'll go to my other friend and be like, you know, this is kind of how I'm feeling. How should I approach it? Because I always just, I'm kind of a people pleaser and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You know, that's, that'd yes. be my thing. Like, I don't want you to think that because this happens, because X happened, Y means that we're not friends. You know, so sometimes I will go to my friends and just say, like, what do you think? Like, am I tripping? You know, I do. I love a good consult. Mm. I love a good consult. And it's so important, too, to approach it lovingly instead yeah. of, like, I think what I used to do when I was younger was, like, if someone did one thing wrong or one thing that bothered me, I would, like, sort of write them off as a person totally. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's so great to be that person who's like, no, like I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I want to approach this in a positive way. You know what I mean? Yeah. The gut check is also really helpful too. Yes. With your other friends being, am I tripping? And sometimes I am tripping, you know? Sometimes Sometimes it's like, I don't think that she meant it that way. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But sometimes it's like, yeah, well, you need to talk to her. Uh Uh-huh. You know? And then you figure it out and move on and you're stronger for it. Exactly. Okay. So what was the best and worst part of being on the show? There's a lot of pause. There's a lot of pros. Yeah. There's a ton of pros. The best part to me has been really being able to, like, breaking my shell. Because mm. I was in hiding for a long time, a really long time. My Instagram was private. Mm. Before we started the show, I had to literally unprivate it. Because oh, my God. I was like, if I don't know you, like, I don't, mm. you shouldn't be here, you know? And so the show was like, literally like a breakthrough for me. You know, I had to show up every day. I had to be vulnerable, which I still struggled with. Mm -hmm. I had to, you know, just put myself out there. And that's not something that I would have done prior to the show. So I love that about the show. It's giving me an opportunity to really break out of my shell and share just my creative thoughts with the world. So I love that. It was really fun, right? Like our show was, I don't think I would have done it if it felt toxic or was drama filled Mm -hmm. it was so fun Mm -hmm. so fun because you're literally doing things that you would do with your friends but getting paid to do it you know right or doing it for free Mm -hmm. and I mean who doesn't love free vacation exactly who doesn't love a good a good trip it was like a season-long brand trip it was fantastic (laughs) I love it was fantastic it's amazing um so I would say those are the best parts also this was my first real dab at entertainment and Mm. like they really do treat they really do treat talent like talent Mm. like if I wanted water right now someone would bring it to me you know or if I left my I don't know hair clip at home someone would go buy it for me and that's just the life that I deserve exactly you know I didn't know I deserved it though Mm. (laughs) Till it started happening. Literally. But it was just great. It was a really good experience 
first experience as talent in in in, in entertainment. I've also I've always played the behind the scenes. You know, mm-hmm. I, my background is in PR, so I'm always prep, prepping or you know doing background or you know just playing the back. And yeah. so it was good to kind of be in front of the camera for one. Yeah, it was fun. It was scary, it. but it was fun. It's scary, yeah. But I'd love to hear more about that. But wait, what was the worst part? Okay, the on? worst part. The worst part was so I, when we were filming Sweet Life, I was still working my full time job. Mm. So I essentially had, and we would film about right around 30, 40 hours a week. Wow. So I was essentially, I essentially had two full time jobs at once. And then in season one, I was, like, rehabbing my house, which is also another full-time job, you know, mm-hmm. construction oh, yes. management. It was definitely the most stressful time of my life. Like, mm-hmm. even though it was fun and it was amazing and, you know, I was really living my best life, it also, there were cons to that. Like, my mental health was in the toilets. I was, like, drinking, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> drinking the through the pain. You know, just kind of, like going with emotions, and then I had to really pull myself, like, I had to get myself together. I had to pull myself up. Um, So at the time, it was a really stressful time. It was fun, but it was very stressful. And I'm still, I still feel like I'm recovering from just doing so much at once for two years. Yeah, and I think it's it can burn you out. Yes. For sure. Like, the, the crash and burn was crazy. Oh, my gosh. So how have you been recovering? I've been, I started therapy. Mm. Um, So after season... After we finished filming season two, I started therapy. It's been great. Yeah. Shout out to my therapist. I don't want to. I was gonna say her name, but maybe I shouldn't. Probably not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I started therapy, um, yoga religiously, so like once, twice a week. Um, of course, journaling. Well, I recently quit my job. So. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. That has been helpful, just mm-hmm. in like deep self care and deep recovery. You know. And just kind of like taking a step back from a lot of things, from being online, from trying to be seen, from, you know, trying to be everything to everyone. That was kind of the role that I was playing at the time during because it just felt like that's what I needed to do. And I think it, it was, you know, but it, it, pl- is, it yeah. ran its course, though. I, and I so agree. I just had to take a step back from a lot of things. Um, but I'm feeling good now, though. What made you decide? Well, first, I would love to hear your career trajectory and like okay, yeah. what you've been working on up until this recent like pivot of quitting your job. Like, what, where did you go to college and what did you do for all the girls who don't know? Like, what's, sure. what was it like? Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. So I went to Howard University. Period. So, first of all, I'll go back. So, I went to a predominantly white high school. It's El Segundo High School. It's in. Also going to know in California, Thailand and I went there and I knew pretty early that I wanted to go to an HBCU. It was like in eighth grade. Really? I think it was just like music, like mm. maybe a Drake song or something. He was like, Ooh, I want to go there. Period. And then in 10th grade, I had an English teacher. It's always the English teachers. Always. They're always the like pivotal, you know, bad bitches mm-hmm. in education. They, be, they get it. And this English teacher was like, you need to go where you want, you know, like, don't subscribe to what we're telling you about Ivy Leagues or state schools because California has a really big state school. Oh, yes, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know, go where you really feel. And I was like, okay, period. Like, it's over with. That's, you know, I want to go to an HBCU. So, ended up at Howard, full ride. Period. So, everything was good. I'm like, I'm set. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Loved my Howard experience. Four years in undergrad. 
And then sophomore year, I had I got my first big girl internship. It was at Prudential Financial. It was actually here. I lived here in New York for that Yay, summer. Yeah. So fun. Mm-hmm. Best summer ever. It's so fun. A blast. I love a summer internship moment. What a time. What a time, right? Yeah. Um, so that was my first experience in financial services and my first like corporate experience. And yeah. so I was doing global communications at the time. Mm. So deep corporate comms PR background. Wow. And then the following summer, I did an internship um, in uh, financial services again in banking Loved it. I got ended up getting hired full time, and I I'd been there for five years. So when I graduated from Howard, I moved up north in California. So I lived in Oakland, and then commuted into San Francisco in our offices. And did banking in SF. Yes, wow. yes, yes, yes. And those were who, if you were in Oakland, twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen, we were outside. Outside. <laughs> we were out. We had a. T- I visited in 2019 a lot. My boyfriend lived there. Was he in tech um, or like in yeah, Silicon he's Valley? An engineer, yes. And so I would visit them from all of 2019, and we would always end up in Oakland. And it was a good time. Yeah. Like there was not a lot of black people, so it's like when you were around them, it, it meant a lot. Like yes. what was it? The Friday, first Friday, first Friday. Oh my oh, goodness! What a time! Yes, yes. we yeah. had a blast. We had a blast. Yeah, I ended up moving back home, and that was to buy a house. I needed to save a little coin. Um, so I moved back in with my parents, saved up, bought my house. And then the show came. And that kind of threw me for a loop. I was originally, my plans were to move home, save up, buy the house, and go to graduate school. Oh, yeah. Get my MBA. Instead, I went to Sweet Life University. Oh, they taught you, too. <laughs> they did. And that was certainly... They did. It was a lot. Oh, my They goodness. did. They did. So that kind of, you know, my five-year plan was kind of blown up a little. And I think a part of me just crashing and burning was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, like my plan is going to shit. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not going to shit, but you know what I had planned. And again, I'm an Aquarius. I'm very like rigid. Like this is the plan. This is the vision. These are the steps. And so I kind of just was like, I don't know what to do now. And so it's been a lot of that lately. It's been a lot of like re- reconfiguring, you know, relearning, unlearning, trying to figure out what I really want to do as far as career. Um, I did, I ended up leaving Wells and leaving financial services. I was doing like really grassroots PR there and I started working at Edelman. Mm. That was like the Holy grail when we were at Howard. It was like, if you get a job at Edelman, you're that girl. Um, so I was really happy about that. But again, I was filming seasons, all of season two while I was working and you know, in consulting, that was more of like a consulting role. They don't play. No, that client service. It's serious. Serious. And there's not there. You only get so many excuses, exactly. you know. So it was a great experience for me as far as my career. I learned a ton just in the year and a half that I was there. I learned so so much. But it was a lot. Filming and working and consulting was a lot at the time. And so I ultimately was like, you know, the show's over. I'm refiguring out my life. I know that you know I'm almost seven eight years in PR now. I feel like I've hit my ceiling. You know, mm-hmm. what's next? In order to figure that out, I felt like I needed time. I don't. I didn't think, my mom was like, you don't think that you can work and figure it out? <laughs> I, I don't think so. You yeah. know, like I really needed the time to reflect, unlearn, relearn. You know, I really needed the time. So I ended up walking away and it was the best decision. 
Good. Today actually is six months. Oh my goodness. So since six I left. Months. Yeah. What do you think you've learned in these past six months? I've learned a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm way more creative than I once thought I was. Oh wow. Yeah, That's way good. more creative. I think I don't know. I just come from like a really corporate background. My minor in college was business. You know, I want to pursue my MBA, which I still do. Um, so I kind of just push down those levels of creativity, but I've learned that there's room for both, you know, there's room for me to be the boss girl. And there's also room for me to be the carefree creative too. So that's been great. I've learned a lot just about like what matters. What matters to me is a lot different than what mattered to me five years ago or even two, three years ago. What matters to me right now is really just being, feeling confident and comfortable in what it is that I'm doing. Like, I feel very relaxed right now. You know, we're having, like, a great conversation. I probably would say no if it was something where it's like, oh, we want you on, and it'll be a, you know, like, it'll be fun, it'll be great. They have a huge audience, but if it doesn't feel right, I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. I was telling my friend last night, we were getting drinks, I'm like, I'm not doing anything I don't want to do. And I think that's the, that's the mood for me these days. (laughs) I'm not doing anything that disrupts my nervous system I'm out you gotta go literally and I'm I out. find it I find it so refreshing to hear that too yeah. because there's like two schools of thought it's like grind season you exactly. know like you've got to do everything and then there's also people who are like no like I can still have everything I want by being very intuitive and in touch with myself and I'm not going to do something I don't want to exactly because when you're doing things you don't want to usually it's kind of out of like desperation and that yeah. energy like is isn't and not to say I haven't done it before but it's we all have energy. we yeah. all have I was you know I was the back chaser I'm doing whatever it takes I'm doing all the things you know and there was time for that like you said there's a season for that and that season I know that that season will come again for me yeah. just right now we're in, um, I hate to say, like, I don't hate the trend, but we're in soft girl. Soft girl. You know, we're yeah. only doing things that feel right. Yeah, and that's a season. The grind of it all, just uh, please. Not right now. <laughs> Not right now. So yeah. in the last six months, have you been, what What have you been focusing on? I know you have, in terms of, like, your creative pursuits. Yes. I know you said your blog. What's what's going yeah, on? Yeah, yeah. So I've been focusing. I know we've been ta- we've been talking about self care. I've been focusing on that for sure. And that's so the, really that's what I like to hear. Yes, really prioritizing that heavy skincare, heavy yoga, heavy walks in the park, heavy beach dates. Really focusing on that, making it a priority, like being really intentional about that. So I've been focusing on that. First few months, I took like I was just chilling. You know, mm-hmm. I was just chilling. Then I started to feel like, okay, like I have capacity for something. Like I want to put something out into the world. And so I've been working on my blog. It's Mm -hmm. called, well, my Instagram name is Amanda Said So. So Mm -hmm. it's easy. It's amandasaidso.com. And I'm like, I need to make what I want to see. Yes. You know, I feel like back in the day we had avenues and outlets where we could really just tap into like, you know, just the inner like black girl experience or experience as a working girl or as a mother, daughter, friend, you know, et cetera. And I'm like, I want to get back to that. I love TikTok, love Instagram, you know, but I don't feel, I don't feel like inspired, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling engaged fully, you know? And so I really wanted to tap into personal development and self-growth because that's just where I am right now in life. Mm -hmm. I'm all about personal growth. I'm all about self-exploration, you know, I'm there right now. And so I wanted to share that and just share my journey. And so I started a blog. It's Amanda Said So. Mm -hmm. 
It's for, you know, I originally said the 20-somethings, but I'm getting, like, we're getting old. I'm getting old. So I'm like, I don't need to change that. It's exactly. just for, you know, the, the young girls. girls. It's for the mm-hmm. girls. It's for the girls. You know, about love, life, career, relationships. I really want to get into career pivots because mm-hmm. that's kind of where I am right now. Um, and I have a lot of friends who are also, like, pivoting. And, you know, it's rocky. It can be It's tough. a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to handle. Um, and so getting into career pivots, also evolving beauty standards. If we were doing this maybe a year ago, I would look completely different. Yeah. You know, it mm-hmm. would be the lashes and the, the whole everything. Thing. I'm like, you know, a little blush, a little... Mm-hmm. I'm on my Sophia Richie right now, so... <laughs> Aren't we all, girl? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, evolving beauty standards. Um, of course, career. Of course, love. Just the things that really are fueling me right now. All the things that I'm focused on are all things I'm going to be writing about. So I love that. Yeah. I'm going to have some. It won't just be my POV. Mm-hmm. It'll be some guest POVs as well. And then also just like highlights. You know, I'll probably blog about this trip to New York. Exactly. And our podcast. So yeah. much fun. Yeah. I'm curious then when it comes to your self-care like day to day, is there like any resources like books like stuff like that that you've been using that are like really like informing how you're going about it yes okay so I am a Christian girl Mm. so I've been using my devotionals as a way to set my intentions for the day Mm -hmm. um I have this it's in there but I have this book is by Joyce Meyer and they're just short passages they start with scriptures and they kind of get into real life circumstances and how they relate I've been using those to really set my intentions for the day and it's been helping Mm. it's like if today I'm focused on gratitude nothing can throw me off my rocker because I'm happy to be here exactly you know I'm happy to be here or if the next day I'm focused on compassion. The entire day is about how can I help someone else or how can I show up for someone else, you know? So that's really been helping me a ton. I have been reading more. Mm-hmm. I've been going to bookstores. Can you believe that? I love a bookstore. Bookstores. It'll calm you down. Yes. yes. The mm-hmm. silence is so loud mm-hmm. in a bookstore. Oh, so good. I love it so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been reading, right now I'm reading Sula by Toni Morrison. Ooh. Yes. Getting deep on there. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm reading Tony, Tony Morrison. So I've been reading more. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say that I'm like the self-care, you know, guru. Oh, that's fine. But no one really is. to me with like tea, yoga, a little morning devotional, like yes. nothing can set you off. And the morning, I think that's the important part. And you were saying it so effortlessly, like where nothing can throw you off. Because, like, when you live a reactive life where you're like, oh, I have yes. to do this, I have to do this for these other people, or I have yes. to show up this way, it's, it's, that's what can mess you up with the burnout more so than, like, just the execution of all the tasks, yes. you know what I mean? So I love that you're taking that time to just center yourself every day. Yeah. It's so necessary. And, and I've been telling people, instead of saying, because when I first, I feel like when I first started my self-care journey, I'm just like, no, I'm not doing this. No, 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 no. But I've been getting a lot better at telling people what I do have capacity for yeah. versus what I don't. You know, like, no, I can't go to the 10 p.m. dinner, but let me know if you want to go to a happy hour before. Yeah. You know, let me know if you want to get 7 p.m. drinks. Or, no, Mom, I can't, you know, I don't know, anything, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I can't come over on Saturday and we can have a girls' day. Yeah. You know, so I've been doing a lot better of communicating what I can offer as opposed to just a stark no. Because I was on that tangent for a little bit. And it was starting to affect my relationships. Absolutely. And that's real. I feel like just saying, like, no is one thing. But saying, 
give offering an alternative always makes people feel considered in a way. Yeah. And you also have set your own boundary yeah. or policy and you are you can sort of fill up your cup in both ways. Exactly. I love that. That's a good piece of advice for the girls. Okay, yes. so I do want to chat with you about money because yes. I want to hear your thoughts on financial literacy, et cetera, et cetera. You bought a house I and did. the girls always need some tangible financial tips because it's tough out here in this economy. So tell me about the like buying a house process. What made you want to do that? I mean, you were living in SF, like you didn't have to go buy a house. Like what was the yeah. process there? So I was living, yes, I was living in Oakland. The rents, so I'm paying. Oh, the rent. Oh, less. I'm still paying less in rent now than I was in Oakland five years ago Mm. for the exact same thing. Mm. Like, you do the math, you know? I had calculated it and I had spent almost like 40K on rent in one year. Maybe it was two years. I don't know. But the math was not mathing. I was like, I can't do this. Now, I will say, I worked in banking at the time, and I worked specifically in home mortgage, and it was all about financial literacy, encouraging people to buy homes, building wealth through home ownership. So a lot of the resources that I was learning on the job or things that I was pushing out on the job, I was taking and applying to real life. Mm. So I always say, like, that's really, like, just such a huge blessing that God gave me. And I'm so happy that I was able to open my eyes and see what was in front of me because literally all the resources were there because I was I was working in banking. So that helped a ton. But I woke up one day that kept going up on our rent, you know, year over year. And I woke up and I was just like, I can't do this. Like, Mm -hmm. love the bay down. It's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. It's not like you can't build a life there. And so I was like, I have to do something. Like, I have to do something, you know? I also had some family stuff going on at the time. My grandma had grown ill. ill. So I was like, you know what? I might just move back home. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I moved back home. I saved all my money. I was still working. So I saved all my money. Girl, I was saving. Period. Saving. That's such a blessing. Penny pinch. You got to do if you can. (laughs) Yes. I was, like, aggressively saving, like, more than half of my paycheck. Yeah. Aggressively saving. And then... Just doing a bunch of research. I went to so many home buyer education workshops. I actually just recently found all of my my folder with all the stuff in there. I went to so many. I probably went to like five or six. And these are like all day, Saturday, nine to five workshops. Wow. I went to so many because, again, I'm like type A a little bit. I'm like, if I'm going to invest half a million dollars, mm-hmm. I need to know that you know, my investment's not going to go to shit. Like, yeah. I need to know that this is going to be fruitful for me. So I went to every home buyer education workshop I could find in the LA area. It was, it was a little like, okay, yeah. relax. And then so I was like, yeah, I have to do it. I have to do it. Originally, I was doing it so that I could have a little cash flow when I went to graduate school. Oh, right. I was like, okay, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to get the house. I'm going to get tenants. I'll make a little, you know, a little money that I can use to just fund my life once I go to school. Granted, school didn't happen. But yeah, so I saved aggressively. I worked with some black realtors. I knew I wanted, you know, someone that looked like us to just help me through the process. And it was great. But then COVID came. What happened there? How did that affect you? So I was looking for houses all 2019, right? Mm-hmm. You know, COVID kind of happened early 2020. And so I had to take a pause. I was like, 
we didn't know what was happening. We didn't know if the world was ending. Right. We didn't know if we were going to be around next week, let alone next year. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of very touch and go. And I was like, you know what? This is not like, this is not it. This is not for me. So I did, I took the whole spring, summer of 2020 off. Once I realized that, you know, this is just something we needed to live through, I kind of picked it back up and I closed on the house. I was 24, December 2020. Yeah. Oh my God, congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Is it a source of like cash flow for you now? Like, it is. And, and that's helpful? Yes, that's yeah. helpful for me, especially since, you know, I yeah. left my nine to five job. Yeah. And it's also, um, I feel just very proud and happy to be able to help those in need. LA is like super oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Um, our housing market is really impacted. Our homelessness is through the roof. And affordable housing is just not... It's just not readily available no. to the people who really need it. And so I've been working with like city programs and nonprofit organizations to house people who really need houses. You know, who people are previously homeless or previously incarcerated or are undocumented or have children in the system. So that's kind of been my focus now, especially since I've left, is really getting tenants who need the support. That's beautiful. Thank you. And then giving back to your community. That's so yeah. that's a great way to do so. While Thank also, you. you know, investing in it and investing yes. in yourself. Yeah. So really thinking of it as an investment in the community. Of course it's an investment for myself. Of course it's lucrative. Like I wouldn't do it if it wasn't. But I'm able to also serve a community who serves me, you know? So that's that's been probably the most rewarding part. Yeah. Now it is a struggle dealing with municipalities. Yes, I bet. Local government. Honey, uh, uh-uh. maybe I'm, I'm from it's St. A lot. Louis, and it's like <laughs> it's a lot. Jesus Christ, it's a lot, but it's been super rewarding. And homeownership truly, truly, truly is a path—a really great path to generational wealth. I wish I want us all, like all the girls and guys, to really see it as that, as opposed to like this heavy burden. It is a challenge, but like, what's not a challenge? Everything's a challenge. If you're building wealth, there's going to be a challenge. what's not a challenge? It was hard for you to get an award, and I know it was. Yeah, so you got to do it. (laughs) You have to do it. So you have great experience in banking and in building your own investments, obviously. So what are, if someone just graduated college, they're about to start their full-time job, Mm -hmm. what are three pieces of advice that you would tell them for how to manage their money when they're getting started. Okay, yes, that's so good. I'm so happy you asked that. First one, if you're starting at a job, max out your 401k. Period. Just max it out. Usually companies match up to like 4%, 6%. Depends on where you're at. Whatever they're matching, match that. Don't just put, you know, a little $200 away, $500 away. It just is not the smart thing to do. You'll learn that over time your money... like. The value of compound interest or the concept of compound interest will change your life. Like, when you really understand it, it will change you forever. So just do it. Don't even think too much about it. Like, just... Just think about your salary as whatever your 401k matches after that. Exactly. Subtracted from that. Don't Mm -hmm. even... It's like taxes. Like, you don't even think about it. Just do that. I promise it'll pay off in the long run. Another thing that I did that I'm so happy that I did is life insurance. Life insurance is really, really important. It's not, I know we're all young, we're fun, you know, we have another 50 years ahead of us. But life insurance can be an investment product as well. 
term life insurance and whole life insurance are different. I won't get into the things because mm. I am not a, you know, certified financial planner. <laughs> no, disclosure. But life insurance is really important. Get yourself some life insurance. The healthier you are, the cheaper it is. Yeah. So, you know, you're fresh out of college, you're young, you're healthy, your premium will be so low. And you keep that same price through the rest of your life. Now, oh, if you cool. try to go at 65 and get life insurance and you have, you know, a you know, not so clean bill of health, your premium will be so expensive. So make sure you get life insurance, whole and term. Talk to your, um, you know, banker or whatever about the differences between the two. But one is a really great investment tool. Really, really great investment tool. Life insurance is important. And then, I mean, it's going to sound cliche, but like, you have to have an emergency savings. It's not cliche because a lot of people don't know you this. You have to. You have to. You just have to. Yeah. It's nothing, there's nothing else that to be said as, than you just have to because life happens. Your car breaks down. You all, you need to move. You know, something catches on fire. Like, unfortunately, those things happen. And that's usually when people go into debt the most, when emergencies mm-hmm. happen. When I have to buy a new car, now it's all on credit or I need a loan or I need whatever. You have to have an emergency savings. Usually it's about three to three to six months of what your monthly expenses are. Mm-hmm. So emergency savings is important. My last nugget is, I, and I say it with caution because, like, you don't want people to overuse, but, like, mm-hmm. credit cards are your friend. Yes, they are. Don't see so them important. as the enemy. Mm-hmm. They can be your friend, but you have to use them right, you know? Exactly. But they're your friend, though. I mean, yeah, I grew up super low income and credit cards were like the enemy for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. And then now that I'm, I like worked at YouTube full time for a while and had all these like great perks and stuff. And when I got into credit cards after building my credits, because of, you know, of course, you know, things happen, it is life changing. And now everything's on a credit card and yes. you get the points so you can spend it on travel. Yes. It's And the insurance policies that come with it yes. are important. When we were in Italy, we were supposed to go to a Formula One race and the race was canceled. And like, because we bought it on Amex, obviously everything was immediately refunded yes. and they paid for our travel to the next place. And like, you wouldn't have that if you just bought it with cash. So very important things there. Yes. Cash that. is king, but... Credit is queen. Exactly. Oops, <laughs> and you can't have a king without a queen. Exactly. I love that. Thank you for sharing all that. I feel like the girls need it. Yeah. Okay, so we've chatted sweet life. We've chatted financial literacy and your blog and self-care and everything. Yes. I am so happy that you came on. I would love to know where. what's your, like, your current horizon like what are you working towards next is it really just focused on self-care are you like I want to jump into a new career have something new like what what are you doing and how can like the audience support you if they sure yeah I'm so happy you asked that so I am still focused on I am focused on just personal growth and self-development and self-exploration right now and I'll probably that'll probably be in my purview through the rest of this year Mm -hmm. I do I will return to work. Right? Yeah. Like, I think it's a little unrealistic of me to think that I'm just, like, never going to work again. Mm-hmm. It And that wasn't the reason that I quit my job. It's like, I never want to work again. It's just that I need to figure out what it is that I really want to do. So you can be intentional. Exactly. And so that's what I'm kind of searching for right now. I will return to work. But in the meantime, um, I'm focused on, like, exploring my creativity. So... You guys can check out the blog. It's amandasetso.com. Um, we'll be talking about some things. I'm a media girl at heart, so, like, it's, like, a little passion project, but also, like, 
it's work a little bit yeah, too, you know, sure. but also events. Um, I don't know if you know, Thailand and I throw events with her, her company house party yes. creative all the time. So always have events happening in LA. That's, you know, that'll be forever. Yeah. Um, and then also travel. Like I am on a three week vacay right now. Yeah, I was in the South with some family. I'm here in New York for work or for the, you know, influencer of it all. Yeah. And then next week I'll be in D.C. really just spending time with friends from college um, and friends from Howard. So really prioritizing that right now. When I get back, I have a new real estate project that I'm like holding my breath. (laughs) I'm like holding my breath because I'm a little scared. But that's probably what I'll focus on like fall, winter. So still, you know, always working, never not working. But just taking it easy. I like I'm that. Taking it easy right so now. fun, a new real estate project. Yeah. I really want to get into that. Yes, we gotta chat. We'll talk. Yeah. I'll send you everything. Oh my gosh. For and that's sure. another thing. Like, I'm not a gatekeeper. Like, if you wanna know, I'll give you my lender, my realtor. I mean, it depends on where you yeah. are, but like programs, grants, Thank like you. we can that's so sweet. Post I post grad, I like really wanna be able to buy somewhere, yeah. even though I'm taking all these loans out to go to work. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, But anyhow, okay, so the last question that I like to ask everyone who comes on the show, it's the same for everyone. So it's finish this sentence with something that you want young people to know. You are too smart for. You are too smart to follow trends. I love that. Make your own trends. Mm -hmm. Be the trend. You are the trend. City Girl said, I don't work jobs, I am a job. You are the trend. Period. Yes, you're too smart for that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for coming on. I will leave everyone the info for everyone down below so okay, you can perfect. go follow her. Get your get get everything you need from this vlog. I'm so excited. Thank, and thank you. you so much.